0: I need a dude, I need a dudes. please follow me, I need a dude, yeah, I need a dudes. Please, please follow me. Ooh, I'd like to shoot. it's a word I really wanna do, my wife should stop this pursuit, I'm writing all night with my boots.
1: Love it for skunk.
0: I like dumb jokes, it's
1: a bad habit. he has them in a spreadsheet
2: yeah i do have a spreadsheet Still, got a car, a look at
3: it. well testing testing can you hear me prof i think my microphone's working again i gotcha you got the good mic on this time it's good it's much better i don't know what happened on the last recording everything went so smoothly and as you know we've had quite a few <laughs> hiccups and problems yes we have and this time it was excitingly everything seemed to go smoothly and then listening back to it afterwards i was like no (laughs) so i think everything's working
1: now so it's good to see you good to see you too how have you been since our last chat yeah things have been going well we last talked about two weeks ago but things are going well i got a disease um it's pretty strong with me right now i'm trying to get over it but i'm having a hard time i've got puppy fever and i just can't get it to go away so An MBA student of mine who does not live in the same city as I do, he lives about three hours away, we've always been meaning to try to connect whenever he's in my town and has just never happened until yesterday. And um, He's as big of a pheasant hunter as I am, and so we started talking about pheasant dogs and all that kind of stuff, and he told me he just got a brand new pup. It's a Llewellyn setter. It's L-L-E-W-E-L-L-I-N. And so he had about a thousand pictures of his pup. And uh, I have not had a pheasant dog for a while. My Brittany passed away in the um, late summer of 21. And my Golden retriever has been on the disabled list because uh, he's just, he had to have a leg surgery and just can't hunt anymore. He's a level big galute, but he can't really hunt anymore. So I've been having my eye out for one. And uh, so now I can't stop thinking about one. I'm like, I need to get one now. So we'll see. I, I might get over it. My wife is all for it. She doesn't care. So it's just a matter of the time, but then I gotta invest in the training and all that kind of stuff too. And so I gotta make sure I'm mentally ready for that. So that's <laughs> that's what I've got going on since I've talked to this person and I'm trying to get over it. So I yeah. I was think you were saying puppy fever. I was thinking puppy fever. Is is that some sort of a serious
3: American illness? <laughs> Should I be laughing at this or so? I was just googling while you were talking, puppy fever. Puppy fever. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay okay <laughs> i get you now yes 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 so, i I've
3: had, I've, I've had puppy fever for a very I've long got, time i
1: a thousand pictures of i just, i googled them you know a couple days ago and uh do the same thing now as we're prepping for our talk today and yeah they're they're pretty good looking pups they are a pointer which i like pointers for pheasant hunting um i'm a big up big on that and they're pretty good dogs from everything i've read so far and uh from what my uh friend came down and talked to me about. I'm like, all about those, so. And that's a Llewellyn setter? Llewellyn. L-L-E-W-E-L-L-I-N. Yeah. That's super popular. They're similar to an English setter. They're very similar in look. Mm. I'm not sure yeah. what the exact differences are. but Yeah, I've got it here in front of me now, and they... Uh, uh, it's, it's actually a Welsh
3: name, I think, uh, originally. Is that right? See, mm. that's why I'm drawn to it right there. Yeah, there that's you go. Why. It's the, uh, the, the, the that Welsh The Welsh connection. The Welsh connection. but my favorite dog is uh, is a Labrador.
1: Yeah, and we've had Goldens. We've had two Goldens now, and my Brittany. Um, and uh, but yeah, Labs aren't bad either, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I just
3: need to just need to convince my wife, but I'm working on it. But it's been a, a steady process, and I've managed to get my children puppy fevered as well. So yeah,
1: there you go. That's you gotta you gotta recruit the kids if you want a dog. That's that's number one. Absolutely. Yes. See, what'll, be, what'll happen is she'll finally cave, and that dog will become hers, right? That's what'll happen. I just, I can almost guarantee it. Welcome to We the People, where we teach our listeners how to manipulate their other half. Your, your spouses, yes. Best <laughs> <laughs> is called being married. I mean, that's how it works, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Manipulating in a good way, not in a bad way, in a good way.
3: And you just have to look on the forum to see how many...
1: Husband and wife related struggles. There are on there <laughs> several. I have contributed my fair share of those. Yes, we know. <laughs> Despite Kyle Man making fun of me for doing it, but hey, Kyle, if you're listening. I won't stop stopping, buddy.
3: <laughs> well, it's good to it's good to chat again, and it's good to do it uh, a little bit sooner because uh, I know we had some scheduling issues with Little Jedi. And, uh, obviously we had be live in the way. So it was quite a, quite a large gap between our first podcast of the new year and our interview with, with LJ, as I call him. And, uh, it was, it was great fun talking to him, wasn't it? It was such a fun podcast.
1: It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. We, it was just such a natural free flowing conversation that we had. Absolutely. Um, uh, he is such a smart guy and he knows so much. Um, he's so invested in the forum in just a short amount of time. That's the crazy thing is he came in so strong, which, which not many yeah. people do. You know, for me, I was a subscriber for a good two years before I really got super involved in the forum. But for my first two years, I probably pitched about 100 headlines. That was it. And then I've got a lot now because I really got into it in the in the late 2021. But he came in and bam, just. It's crazy how he figured that out so fast. Probably part of it, too, is his superb technical skills on a computer. That's part of it, probably. But uh, no, he's he's great. He's awesome. He adds so much to the community. The, the term, you know, updoot, megadoot, <laughs> those are household terms now for B-Forum subscribers, right? Well, I
3: noticed uh, he was definitely on the megadoot brand. And I, I was listening back to the podcast, and I heard him at one point say he almost said updoot but then he stopped himself and said mega Dute. so yes. Yes. making good uh, good
1: advertisements there for his <laughs> for his own Absolutely brand. he's he's got a brand right you got to yeah. you got a brand you got to promote that brand Yeah and it was good it was good as well just to hear
3: him talking about how to balance his private life with the forum and uh, yeah it's, maybe we'll have to start building our own team's prof of people who can start posting headlines for us there you go. Right. Or, or <laughs> we'll get your bots on the case to updoot my <laughs> Nicaraguan bots. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to say that, but I, I can't pronounce that.
2: Conspiracy theory with conservative brav. The truth is
1: out there. Well, Teesh, I have a conspiracy theory. Ah. I've not had one for a while. I've been thinking about this one for quite a while now. I believe April Fool's Day was invented. By the big fool industry to get us to buy April Fool's cards. I'm I'm convinced of it. I don't really think it's a real thing. It's a just a huge conspiracy to make us buy April Fool's cards. Mm -hmm. And I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of big business conspiring to take our money from us. And I'm not going to be a fool anymore. So I am no longer going to purchase April Fool's cards and give them to my family and friends. So I think everybody should take a stand. Now, just park this in your memory for April 1 of 2024. Don't buy April Fool's cards. It's a conspiracy by the big fool industry to separate us from our money. So that's my conspiracy theory of the week. And I think the same could be said about anniversaries as well. Absolutely. It's just one big conspiracy to get you to spend money. Deep down, wives do not want anniversary cards. No. I, I, you know, I would suggest to all the guys out there that are married, just completely ignore your, the anniversary. Don't say anything. Don't buy a card. Pretend that day didn't happen, and she won't mind. She's going to be just. She's like, wow, we we probably saved at least five dollars on a card, fifty bucks on a dinner, right? I mean, just think of the money savings that that mm. you can use to go into your retirement account. I think. Your wife would be much happier if your 401k is still a little bit bigger, as opposed to celebrating your anniversary and acknowledging it. So I completely agree with you, Teesh. Guys, mm-hmm. do not say anything about your anniversary when it when the time comes up. Just pretend it didn't happen, and life will be good. I promise, nothing bad will happen from that. Yeah, absolutely. And
3: you know, my, I, 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 the times I have mentioned our anniversary to my wife, she's she's often said, "You don't need to buy me anything."
1: Yeah. See, and. It's not a trap. She's not really suggesting that you do. She's just saying the truth, right? Because wives always say things exactly what they mean, right? They never have innuendo when they speak. They just, they're telling you like it is. I really don't want a gift. And even if she winks a little bit, she's just really saying with extra emphasis, I don't want a gift. So guys, don't fall for the tricks or the traps. She does not want a gift. It's very true. I guarantee it. And as I've
3: discovered when you when you do do that and you don't buy anything for your spouse and you and follow your advice there, Prof, it's it's strange you, you, the, my wife just seems to leave me alone and not talk to me for quite a long time. So yeah, there's a lot of peace and quiet in the house after that as
1: well. It's peace and quiet. I can't imagine how much more things you're able to get done around the house without having to talk to her all the time. I mean, you can read what you want, watch what you want, hang out in the computer, play video games. No judgment because she's not talking to you. She's giving you space, right? I mean, exactly. I don't see a downside here. No, neither do I. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Not one thing. English
3: or English. So, as we've alluded to a few times on the podcast before, and as is often mentioned on the forum, there is
1: sometimes mockery, I'll put it that way, Prof, of the way I speak. It's all in fun. We're just laughing with you. And if you're not laughing, you should be. So that's, that's all it is.
3: Yeah. Well, the, and, and also the way I pronounce things. And there, there seems to be a, an increasing fascination on the forum about the way I pronounce certain words. And of course, even with my microphone issues on the last podcast, uh, there seemed to be great interest in the way that I pronounce aluminum or aluminium. <laughs> and I noticed a, a, an amusing headline in the forum a few days ago from FL Max, user FL Max. And uh, it says the following, Audiobook GPT challenges Pure to recite, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane with a normal accent. So what
1: am I missing? Why, why is that so funny? I think we're trying to figure out if you could speak American and not have the accent. Yeah, because there's that there's
3: that meme that does the round. It's, it's a guy relaxing on his sofa, and then the, the the caption says, "When the British man gets home at the end of the day and doesn't have to put on the accent anymore, yeah, or something, exactly. something like
1: that." See, and you said sofa, <laughs> and most likely I would have said couch in that same couch. So we, you know, you and I tease each other
3: sometimes, don't we, Prof? And it's uh, it's all good fun, and uh, I certainly don't mind. I thought I find it quite amusing. But this led me to think of a. A segment idea, which we've been uh, toying with for a while. And we thought, hey, let's do this now. Uh, I've got a few British phrases. And I think you've also got some, for our audience anyway, probably some well-known or less well-known American phrases. And uh, we're going to do a little competition here and see if we can figure out what the other one is uh, is talking about. I'll I'll read a few of these out and maybe we can take it in turns uh, if you've got your list ready there. So, if I say to you,
1: they've lost the plot, what comes to mind is a movie or a TV show that you're watching and the plot doesn't make sense. (laughs) Or maybe it's the plot thickens. That's what comes to mind. When someone has lost the
3: plot, it means they have lost their cool. Ah, The The phrase is particularly common in English football, where it is generally used when a player or coach gets in a fight or performs poorly during the game. Gotcha
1: okay all right if i s- said to you would you please give me a buck what do you think i'm talking about hmm
3: well a couple of things come to mind um i think you guys say buck for a type of would it be a type of deer it would a be male? a type of deer but so would you please give me a, a buck deer please but i think you also refer to currency as a buck we do dollar, like a dollar, like a dollar. Or- so there you go you got it Second British expression for you here. Are you ready? I'm ready. I haven't seen that in donkey's years. In donkey's years? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what comes to mind whenever anybody says the word donkey is Nancy Pelosi's face. So that's all I got.
3: <laughs> I think uh, what comes to mind for a lot of B Forum subscribers is, uh, are we allowed to use the word donkey? Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> As Austin, uh, as Austin does on the podcast. Yeah, I haven't seen that. So we say donkey's years. It translates to a really long time. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Main, uh, I didn't know this, actually. Mainly because donkey's ears kind of sound like donkey's years, and it became a rhyming slang term. So, and also, it's underscored by the belief that donkeys live a very long time. So yeah, anyway. Gotcha.
1: No, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. I've got one for you. I'm going to broil a steak. What am I doing to it? Broil a steak, not boil. Broil, B-R-O-I-L.
3: Broil a steak. Well, I'm guessing it's to do with the way you cook it.
1: How? Oh, um, what do you think I'm doing to cook it? Are you grilling it? <laughs> I would use an. Oh, I would well. use an oven. Put it on a broiling pan. And it's basically cooking it really at high heat for a short amount of time. Okay.
3: I did not know that. Okay.
1: Prof, if I were to say to you, quit your whinging. Quit your whinging? What would you? Quit your whinging. But what, what I want to say is, which I hope I don't get flower bedded for, is quit your bees. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining. Is that Would that be it?
3: Yes. You are correct. Uh, when someone is whinging, it means whining or crying. Okay. All right. So the next time your coworker is complaining about something,
1: feel free to call
3: him a whinger.
1: <laughs> yes, because he'll go, "What? I'll get reported to HR if I say that." So I've got one for you. This is more of a historical reference. A carpet is a person. What do you think a carpet is as a person in the states? A carpet beggar. Beggar. Carpet, B-A-G-G-E-R. Carpet bagger. It's historical in reference.
3: A carpet bagger. I have absolutely no idea. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind is
1: somebody who would take a carpet and put it in a bag. (laughs) That's exactly right, right? (laughs) Okay. Okay, so historically, um, this is going back to the Civil War in the States. Uh, It's when somebody from the North moved to the South during Reconstruction after the war. Um, that term could also be used today to describe a politician who is running for office in a district, where they don't have a personal connection. So Hillary Clinton, I think we could argue, would be a carpetbagger when she was senator from New York State, when she had been from Arkansas her whole life. So,
3: Okay. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay, Prof. So a fourth one for you here. What do you think it means if I say, let's have a chinwag?
1: Do you have to be married to have a chinwag? That's my first question for you. <laughs> or should you be married if you're chinwagging? That's that's what I want to find no, out. No,
3: um, no, no, no. Okay. Believer or non-believer alike, uh, married
1: or unmarried, married, anyone can okay. have a chinwag. Uh, you're having a close conversation of a personal matter.
3: Mm, yeah, I guess it's kind of right. I mean, um, it's. I mean, it, it is kind of self-explanatory. Having a chinwag uh, means that you're having a brief chat with somebody but usually associated with
1: gossip. So I'll give you that. Okay. I've got one for you. I'm ready. If somebody has bangs in their hair, what does that mean? Ah, now I
3: think I know this because I have two teenage daughters and they're always, particularly my 14 year old, she's always going on about her bangs. If I'm getting it right, that'll be the uh, kind of the, how would you explain it? In the hair, the, the frilly bits at the front, having those frilly bits at the front of your hair is that right
1: so it's basically hair combed to the front that's cut roughly around your eyebrow length for ladies now in the states the most women nowadays have long straight hair and don't have bangs that's kind of at least what that's what i'm seeing for my undergrad students that's that's kind of the common thing here Uh but so you don't see bangs a lot for for women right now but that is exactly right let's do one more shall we Yeah, I've got another good one. Me too. So I'll do mine first.
3: And at the moment, Prof, we're neck and neck. All right. So this could be the decider. So the next one. What would you think if I said to you, Prof,
1: I'm chuffed to bits? You are upset with me. Wrong. Upset about something. Nope, you're wrong.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If you're chuffed to bits, it means that you're really happy
1: or thrilled about something. Oh man! How did I get that wrong? I even, I even worked with an Englishman for two years. I am upset that I missed that one.
3: Okay, it's also acceptable to say "chuffed" all on its own. So, for example, I've just scored free
1: tickets to the Beyonce concert, and I'm well chuffed. <laughs> all right, mate. If I had tickets to a Beyonce concert, I would not be chuffed. I'd be the opposite of that. If I had tickets to a uh, a Lizzo concert. I would not be chuffed either. (laughs) When you say Lizzo, I want to cry. So just FYI. My apologies. Let's continue. I've got one more. This will be the last one. If I asked you, let's go shoot the breeze, what are we going to do? Shoot the breeze. Oh,
3: okay. Well, I imagine it's got something...
1: To do with rec- something recreational? <laughs> it would sound like it might. Like, let's go shooting something, which sounds fun and recreational to me. But no, nope. shoot the breeze. I'm gonna have to say I don't. I don't know. I mean, I would. I would
3: guess. Really? Like, yeah, I'd have to say, let's let's go and uh, let's catch up. Let's
1: go outside. <phone rings> yeah. Yeah, it, it that's it. That's essentially it. Just just chatting and talking about something. Just two people hanging out talking about something. Fantastic. So.
3: By pure chance and predestination, whichever you prefer to believe in, Prof, I have actually won that round.
1: (sighs) Okay. Well, to all of our Americans, I'm sorry. I promise to do better. Next time I am pitted against the British, I promise to do better. But we did win in 1776, and that's what really (laughs) matters. So I was just going (laughs) to (laughs) say. So we we
3: always have that going for us. Every time I defend the British, you always reply on the forum with that gif. History started in 1776.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, it's Ron Swanson who is my spirit animal, so it's (laughs) it's a good one for me to use. So, well, I think it's time for uh, Tej and I to read some recent published headlines. There's been actually more than you would think in the last couple of days, so we're going to take some time to read those. So, Tej, I'm going to have you start. Yeah, it's good to read these again.
3: So, the first one I've got here, and there's been quite a few profs since we. Lasted this, which was I think it was before Christmas actually. So apologies if we yes. missed your headline, but the the one at the bottom of the first page here is from King Nerd, which is from uh, a month ago actually. Mayor Lightfoot lays blame of recent crime wave on Trixie Hobbitses.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that one because when that was read by Jarrett Lamaster yes. on the podcast. He did the voice. He's so talented. Master. He's such a good actor. Yeah, and he did, he did it in that voice, which I can't even try to replicate. I I wouldn't even come close to it. Jared, if you are listening, well done. That yes, was great. Absolutely. Okay. The next one is from Strike Engineer, and it says this: Delta's all female flight crew promptly ignores the check engine light coming on. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried so hard. I probably did half a dozen Delta flight crew pitches i never got one to hit so i was a little envious i'll have to admit but i love it it's a great one so i I tried one about them all going to the toilet together but uh the (laughs) restroom and again we would say bathroom bathroom or restroom restroom yeah
3: i just correct myself yes Yes. (laughs) okay well the next one is from user jg67 this is from three weeks ago and it's another Delta flight one. Panic on Delta flight as captain of female crew announces
1: on intercom that everything's fine. Everything is fine. And to use just a little bit of an aside, when you, when you don't acknowledge your wife's anniversary and she does say this is fine, she really does mean yeah. it's fine. So just don't be alarmed by that. Just
3: FYI. I was a bit confused while they, they published that. It seemed... Uh... More of a, a statement of fact, really, didn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is fine. What I don't get the joke. Yeah, yeah, anyway. I not understand. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I've got one from Kurgle, and hers is teacher in need of vacation tells class there are only <laughs> two genders. <laughs> I laughed at that one. That was funny. It's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hale Geezer,
3: man fails DMV job interview by saying he is a motivated go-getter.
1: And that's one, too. I remember, I think, Kyle Mann read that one, and he laughed. He did, yeah. So if you get the Kyle Mann laugh on the podcast, that is the seal of approval right there. So good job, Hill Um, I've got one from Jay Baker. Productive day at work, narrowly avoided by a last-minute meeting. (laughs) That one rings (laughs) so true. It's like, yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, I've worked in the corporate world. I remember it well.
3: There's one here from Emotional Support Python from a couple of weeks ago. Outrage in Mushroom Kingdom after skid marks discovered on Rainbow Road. Another really good one. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that was uh, after the, that Twitter video on Twitter of
1: the guy leaving skid marks over the LGBT flag. I believe so. Plus, then there's been a lot of promotions of the yeah. Mario movie coming out. So I've got one from Kane Sickle. Colin Kaepernick seeking reparations from his adoptive parents. Those white folks maybe do chores around the house and actually slept in a master bedroom.
3: <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. And I want to give a shout out here to James D. Crevitston. Really good to see he's been published. And he's got a really funny headline here. Zelensky to receive Oscar for most dramatic performance. I love it.
1: <laughs> Very well done. Congratulations, James. I have one from Just Francesca, if I'm saying that correctly. Nervous Californians begin observing wildlife walking in pairs. (laughs) And I know there's been a lot of rain in California. I like the Photoshop on that headline. Yes, that was a good one.
3: And the next one is from Robalon B. And I I did laugh at this when I saw it. New evidence suggests walls of Jericho fell after Joshua finished sick sax solo.
1: (laughs) There's somebody else, Rabalon B. Shout out to her. She came on strong on the forum also. I love it when people do that. All of a sudden, they show up and they start pitching headlines and bam, they get a publish. And she's had a few now. So that's that's been really fun for me to see. And I've got one left and I've got a little story for this user, but the user is Firt, F-I-R-D-T. I love that name. Yeah. American child sadly realizes he's too intelligent to ever become president one day, which is <laughs> awesome. So if you know him and I've I've gotten to know him on not to be and he is one of the brightest young men you will ever virtually meet. I've not met him in person, but um, his smarts come across the interwebs. And so I thought that yeah. was uh, knowing him. I'm like, yep, that is true. And I just want to give another shout out to him. I know I did that before, but if you haven't followed him, follow Fert. Just be glad that you did. And him getting a publish so soon, he did not join the forum very long ago, but he was always pitching headlines in a group that we have on Not the Bee. And I was always laughing at them. So I finally got him to join the Bee and didn't take long. I just knew it. He's going to get published. I just knew he had that in him. So that was really, and he got a feature published. So he got featured first. Then he got published on the same article, which is really cool to see that.
3: Yeah, congratulations, Fertz. That's really, really cool. And he's made, a, I think a couple more headlines have made the the top 20 headlines. Um, we're
1: Yeah, he's going to have one read this week for sure. He'll have two read he'll this week. He'll have two, I think. Uh, last yeah. I looked. Yep, he'll have two. So that's pretty unusual for somebody that new to get that many. So that's great. Yeah, so congratulations,
3: Fertz, and congratulations, everybody else. And uh, and also, you know, if, if you've been a loyal, long-time subscriber... And you've never been published or featured. Don't give up The forum's such a great place, regardless of whether you're published or featured. And um...
1: I know there's people who have had over a thousand pitches mm. before they're first published, and so I just want to say to everybody, if you've never been published, keep going. Yes. You'll find your voice. It just takes a while sometimes, and that's okay. Just don't give up. Just keep thinking of things and pitch them out there and eventually you start to get them to stick and you'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, Teja, I'm really looking forward to our next guest, uh, Mr. Sender. Yes. Um, him and I have had a lot of great conversations, uh, basically in the, in the forum comments over the last several months. He's been a great guy on the, on the B forum. Um, I've really enjoyed him. He's got a great voice in terms of the, the style of his pitches. Um, he is like what I might call the meme master. I'm not sure how he does it. We're going to ask him, He's always throwing in these re- really relevant memes right after a, he- uh, a headline is pitched or after an article is published. I'm like, I don't know how he does it. I want to find out a secret if he'll, if he'll tell us. Well, we'd like to welcome a couple of guests that have joined us. We have Kurgle back with us um, yet again, and we're glad to have her here. And then we also have our special guest, uh, Mr. Sender 38, has joined us. Yeah, hello. So. Hello, fellow. Hello, how's it going? Nice to be here. So I'll just, yeah, so tell us about um, what's been going on in your life lately. Anything you want to say before we get going here, Mr. Cinder?
2: Well, so I I signed up for the the Bee. I became a member, I think it was February of 2019. And and I was on it occasionally. Uh, Usually I got on it when I got the email reminders from the Babylon Bee that there was an article to read. Uh, and, uh, so, so, and I loved them. I loved reading the the articles, uh, but I was busy. I was living in Washington state then, uh, and I was managing a landfill. And, uh, when I came out here uh, to the Midwest, and so I'm, I'm back where I started. Uh, I, I was born and raised here and I, I met my wife out here, went to college out here, uh, went back uh, to Washington state in 19... 81, essentially. So 42 years ago. And uh, live there, have three boys who are all in their 30s. Uh, my oldest son will be 40 in a couple of months. <clears throat> and uh, I, I like to live in there. It's really not as crazy in, in Seattle as you see on television. You have to be in the actual core of, of downtown Seattle for you see all the crazy things. Uh, there are a lot of wonderful people. Uh, went to church with uh, some incredible, uh, Christians and, and still friends. I'm still my best friend. We've been best friends for 30 years and we're in touch, uh, once or twice a week for a few hours. Um, uh, I move. we moved back here essentially because our sons had moved out of the state. Our friends were moving out of the state. Um, and, uh, I'm like why don't we just go back to Kansas? It's far less expensive than where we are now. I've, I've had the opportunity to, uh, know my parents in in the last almost two years since we've been back here. Uh, And it's been wonderful. I'd spend um, three or four hours with them every Sunday. Uh, It's been great. Uh, A huge blessing like I never would believe. And um, it's magnificent. I I love the Midwest. Uh, I'm so glad I'm back. And uh, anyway, back to the bee. So, I've been training my assistant on how to do the spreadsheet. So hopefully she'll be able to take over my job when I leave. And, uh, but anyway, during this time, I've been able to uh, get into uh, the forum and uh, uh, met a lot of wonderful folks like you. And, and it's been, it's been an outlet for my creativity, I guess, uh, which has been really nice. So in in the, in the past, when I thought of something, I was, Uh, Using social media to send it out and uh, get a response like that. I still do that, um, but uh, this has just been a wonderful lot, and I absolutely love it. I love all the people here, and uh, I've been truly blessed.
3: We hear a lot of similar things from from almost everyone, don't we? That it's it's an outlet for their creativity. It's a wonderful place to talk to people. So it's really encouraging just to hear the same testimonies over and over again. Yeah. And I was just listening to you, Mr. Sender, you were talking about training your assistant for a minute. I thought you were going to say that you're training your assistant to start taking over your uh, headline forum duties.
2: Oh, I gotcha. No, not that. Even it, She's, she's got a quick wit, <laughs> very intelligent. Uh, but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think that she's a Christian. We'll be getting into that soon. Uh, and it, it's one of those things where the timing just has to be right, essentially out of the office type thing. Uh, but I, I do talk to people uh, quite often uh, about my relationship with Jesus, and uh, and I, I try not to, I try not to do it in a way that's going to make them uncomfortable. Just you know, when when the timing is right, it flows, and, and it always seems to it always seems to flow. Uh, so that that time will come.
3: If, if I'm not going to hijack the interview too much here, that it, it, what you're saying there reminds me of a very challenging interview I heard earlier this week on the B from uh, Ray Comfort. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to uh, listen to that yet.
2: Not yet.
1: I have not watched it yet, unfortunately. I wish that I would have by now, but I just wasn't able to, but I will. It's very, uh, I was
3: personally very challenged. And at one point I was even questioning my salvation. Mm. <laughs> it's, a, oh. it's a very, very, very challenging. Well, I, I jest, but you know, it was a very challenging uh, interview and he was really encouraging people just like you're doing, Mr. Sender, to be unashamed and bold in our witness. And um Yep. As, as is always the case, when you listen to an evangelist, the, the typical evangelist, you always come away thinking, yeah, I need to be witnessing more. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it, was, it was a really good interview. I highly recommend it if uh, people haven't listened to that yet.
2: You do. I'm going to get a chance tomorrow uh, to be able yeah. to do that. And that's usually when I catch, a, usually when I catch up on the, the podcast and things is on Saturday.
3: Sure.
2: Anyway, uh, when I became a Christian, uh, it, to me, it was a two-part thing. Um, so officially, I, I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was 13. Uh, but but before that, uh, I was three years old, and I was sitting at the, the kitchen table. And, and I remember this like it was yesterday. And I think about it all the time. But I had uh, paper, and uh, I had round-tipped scissors. And, and I was sitting there, and I was cutting up, you know, shapes in the paper, and, and i just dropped the paper and dropped the scissors and here I'm three years old looking at my hands and i realized that i was made that 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 i was made by a a, a powerful being um, wow. and uh, and it was absolutely eye-opening to me um, and uh, i decided even at three years old that i was gonna learn everything that I could about who made me, even at that young age. Uh, and I did. When, the, when I, we moved from that rental house uh, to the house that my parents now live in, uh, the neighbors were going to church when I was four years old. And I asked if I could come. And I went all the way till, through high school, essentially. Uh, so that was, the, that was the spark. And uh, so to me, it was a, it was a, a two-part process. And uh, uh, to me, it's just absolutely amazing. Absolutely an amazing thing in my life.
3: Fantastic. It's really good to hear. That's wonderful. Yeah.
4: yeah. So you've never, really, you've never known a time in your life that you are not a Christian. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. really cool.
2: Yeah. And, and to me, you know, Romans 1 talks about that. I think it starts in 18. Uh, it says that there's no excuse. You know, I, I'm, I'm in everything that's made. So there is no excuse for anyone, and I've always known that, ever since I was uh, cognizant of my surroundings. Mm. Uh, so, And I think that everyone is. I really think that everyone, uh, when they're born and as a child, they, they do realize uh, that they are a maid. And I think that's mm. lost on a lot of people.
3: Yeah. Well, it's something Ray Comfort was saying in the interview, and I've heard this before, that um, atheism is quite a new phenomenon. It's um, It's always been assumed that there's been some sort of a higher being. And it's only been in in the last, what, 50, 100 years, uh, maybe a bit longer, that people have started saying there is no God. Um, So, Which is, especially here in Europe, um, it's it's sad to see so many people deny the existence of God in exchange for science, in in quotes. Um, But like you say, I mean, I think most people – it doesn't take long before you get to the, the, the real issue. They they do believe in God, but they're dis- disillusioned. They've had a disappointment. Uh, they're frustrated, uh, and and really many people are just angry. If there's a God, then why this? Right. Um, and that's that's the main objection I hear all the time. But um, yeah,
2: that's what I hear too.
1: I'm going to steal a question from the Babylon Bee guys. One of their ten questions. I want to ask this to you, Mister Sender. Calvinist or Arminian? <laughs>
2: Calvinist. Uh, there was a long time, there was a long time. I was only a four point Calvinist and it took me a couple of years to, to go to become the full five point Calvinist. Full tulip. Yeah. Full, full tulip. I even have the tulip on my computer. So, oh. Oh, and I have 30, 30 verses for each of the letters uh, <laughs> oh, wow. that, that I keep on their biblical. Um, so I've read, I've read a lot of books, um, over the years uh, about, uh, Calvinism. And, uh, however, uh, a lot of people that I know who are Calvinists, uh, that, that seems to be the, uh, escape clause that they use for not witnessing to people, okay. uh, which I, I find aggravating. And, and I've had numerous talks with them because, uh, God plainly says that uh, we're supposed to be out and be fishers of men. We're not supposed to just uh, accept Christianity and keep it all to ourselves.
3: But if that's the way I am, it must be predestined. So. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> I understand. I understand.
1: Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody. We are recording uh, our portion today on Friday, March 31st. And yesterday, which was Thursday the 30th, was Steve Day on the forum. And it was so much fun. It was so exciting. I just want to say thank you to everybody for changing your usernames, your avatars. Um, It was a great trip down memory lane because so many of you were um, using my old headlines to recreate a new headline. And so you were liking a lot of my old headlines, which was great. So I got to see those as I was going through my notifications, of which there were a lot. And so (laughs) uh, that was a lot of fun going through all those um, and that trip through memory lane. And uh, this group, uh, this community is so much fun. And it was a great blessing for me. And I was just filled with joy all day long and so just thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a lot of fun.
4: I have one question. What in the world are we going to do for twenty million points?
1: <laughs> we don't have to do anything. I'm okay with not doing anything. I really <laughs> am. Honestly, it's very true.
4: Well, we have to do something to top ten million.
1: But would that be? I don't know. We'll worry about that later. We
2: got a, we got a couple of weeks to worry about that.
1: Yeah, yeah we got two <laughs> or three weeks before that. It's going to be a thing, right? <laughs> But no, that was a lot of fun, so thank you, Kurgle, <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Sender, and and uh, thank you, Tej, and everybody else that was involved with that. Um, a lot of people, it's hard for me, I don't want to necessarily miss out on thanking specific people because there are more than what I would thank, so I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, I totally enjoyed it, and I had a really good time with that.
4: Yeah, I still have a lot of headlines that I need to go through, see what all everybody posted yesterday.
3: Well, I'm just doing it now, and... uh there's a lot. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of Sir Steve references here in the forum. It's, uh, it's very impressive.
4: <laughs> One thing um, I'd like to highlight with all these celebrations, the um, party planning committee banners that Murph has been creating. I yeah. love those. Those are wonderful.
2: Those are wonderful.
1: And it's a lot of effort as well. Yeah, I should give out a shout out to Murph for posting those. Those were just so good. And she's been doing that for quite a while. And Murph is like the forum cheerleader. I'm not sure what the best Mm, description or term is for Murph, but she's so wonderful and so affirming and just cheers everybody on. And she doesn't post that many headlines, and that's okay. I wish she would post more, but she's just like this person in the corner just always cheering for you, right? And I just love that about her. And she does that for everybody, and it's great.
4: Everybody has their role, and she's great at hers.
1: Exactly, right? And it, it's it makes me feel so good to see that one. And I might have missed a few of the Steve headlines. It was really hard for me to keep up. They actually do have a job, believe it or not. And so just going <laughs> through them, and I know I missed some, but you know, every time there was a Steve, there was a Murph um, or, or somebody helping Murph out, uh, Little Jedi, uh, Reckless Friends. Uh, for life, for posting the, the the comment tag, and that was great to see that. Yeah. yeah, and I'd I'd like to give a shout out to Little
3: Jedi as well because he wrote a very detailed post about how to uh, get involved in your celebrations, and I think he's done this before with the, some other users as well. And uh, this is the first time I, I took took the time to read everything he'd posted, and it was very, very, very detailed. Uh, I was very impressed with the photos, and I don't know how he I needed need to ask him how to do that. Put photos in the comments. It's uh, very clever. But he's got some technical know-how and uh, it, was, it was very, very uh,
4: very cool to see that. Yeah, it's, so. it's really nice having Little Jedi in on the, the celebrations because, you know, we can come up with all these ideas and let's do this and that. But then I always know I can rely on him to post the instructions, post how to do stuff, do a really good recap. And is a, he plays a very important part too.
1: We all yeah, need a absolutely. computer program in our lives. I think that's the proof right there. So.
3: <laughs> and going going back to Murph, I may have misgendered her actually. I for some reason I thought it was a dude,
1: but uh <laughs> it's hard to tell from the usernames and the avatars, right? Murph is a her. You have to go to go to Murph's um bio. You'll you'll see it instantly. Yep. Yes.
3: I I I have to confess I I don't always do that actually. Uh, I do need to uh I do need to try and do that more, but it's just, uh, there's so many people to,
1: and it's hard to <laughs> to keep up with absolutely everybody. And let me mention one more um, person who did something really nice. This Adente Redactico did this wonderful Photoshop of a 10 million point ring. I'm yes. using that as my avatar for a couple of days. Uh, I'll go back to my yeah, normal one, but I'm using that as my avatar, at least the day we we're recording this, just to show that off a little bit. I've got some bling now. So I want to show that off, but it'll go back in a safe storage space after a couple of days. So, but thank you, Dissidente, for doing that.
4: He, he showed that Photoshop to me and SDH when he made it, and when I saw it, it was so cool. Yes, I really wish it, with with that, especially, and then the coins that he's made recently. I really wish that we could have the physical objects.
1: Yeah, the real thing, yes. right? Yeah, like,
4: if you could, if you could walk around wearing that ring. That would be so cool.
1: Okay. So Seth Dillon, if you are listening to this podcast, (laughs) by any random chance, um, please uh, give back to your customers with rings and coins. (laughs) We would really, really like that. so. So yeah, there's loads and loads of headlines here celebrating
3: you, Prof. And most of them start with Steve says or something about Steve and uh so I've just been trying to sift through, we've been trying to sift through them all and pick out some funny ones. Uh, I mean, they're all great, but there's far too many to, to highlight uh, all of them, unfortunately. But uh, we thought it might be fun just to read a few of these out, uh, uh, just to uh, continue the celebrations for Conservative Prof reaching 10 million points. So, Kurgle, you can read the first one.
4: This one is from Stinky Stinkowitz. <laughs> I'm Steve, therefore I'm wrong op-ed by every steve ever <laughs> so true that's a Good one.
1: <laughs> thank you Stanky,
3: <laughs> and uh, mr sender this one's for you
4: my little
2: farmer one writes if i'm elected why can't i grow a beard op-ed by beardless calvinist steve <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i like it
1: and i've mentioned that i cannot grow a beard to save my life so yeah it's just <laughs> the way it is <laughs> I've got one here from Mr. Sender.
3: Steve says, AOC, even more annoying than Steve.
4: <laughs> this is from MJJA. Steve tells wife that real procrastination has never been tried.
1: <laughs> hey, man. nice. Steve gets a lot of elbow shots to the kidneys, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kurgle says, Steve says, oh, look at that pretty lady. Wonder if her dad will trade her for an <laughs> atomic fart weasel.
4: <laughs> as soon as we started planning that the stay, I had that one in immediately when I saw your oh, headline great. about you know it, your story about when you met your wife. I thought that's perfect. That is the perfect bee love story. So I love yeah. it.
1: Thank you, Kergel. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah,
2: that was a great one.
1: Have I told that story on the on the podcast?
2: I
4: haven't I heard it.
1: So, I've no. heard all okay. the podcasts that so, tell the story. Go for it.
4: Yes, yes, do
1: please. I might not get it exactly right in my head, so, but essentially, my father-in-law was a farmer, born and raised on the farm, lived his whole life on the same farm, had to quit high school in eighth grade. He was the oldest of several kids, and he his job was to stay on the farm, so he was just a lifelong farmer, and met my wife, and then. In meeting him, they have nice pheasant hunting land, which is kind of a big deal. So, bonus, right? Bonus time for me. And he would talk about how much he hates skunks because they will eat pheasant eggs um, basically in the spring when the pheasants are laying their eggs. And so I shot a skunk or two, and uh, he was quite pleased with me. So, uh, upon asking him for the permission to marry his daughter, um, I had already scored a lot of points by. Shooting a skunk or two on his property. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's how so it's done.
1: His words were, "I approve," and my wife was the youngest by far, so um, she was the only one left. And unfortunately, um, his wife, my mother-in-law, who I never got to know, had passed a few years uh, b- before that. So, um, so it was a little bit bittersweet for him because um, she was moving out, but um, he was pleased it was with me, I guess. So
3: that's a cool story. The Atomic Fart Weasel. (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: (laughs) And it it really bugs the guys on the podcast when when that makes it. And it made it today. They did the the random ones. Yes. And somebody had the AFW, the acronym. And so they had to talk about it. And I could kind of (laughs) tell they weren't super thrilled. But you know what? Right. Too bad. Too bad. (laughs)
4: That is so funny because I have never, ever enjoyed any type of like, potty humor or probably right. function Same. humor but when I saw Buzzy Boyd's headline it was just such a funny headline yeah. but the whole thing there skunks are just so cute you can't help but fall in <laughs> love with the whole thing
1: until you smell it until you smell <laughs> yeah. it yeah I've I my uh, my one of my former hunting dogs of Brittany he passed a, about a year and a half ago but yeah he got skunked at least three times <laughs> As hunting. And it was a pain to get that doggy cleaned up. But yeah, it's happened more than once.
4: Yeah, whether you like it or not, the AFW will always have a place in the forum.
1: That's true. Absolutely. It's going to be around yes. for a while because yes. it's funny. And you know how things go when somebody, you know, somebody doesn't like something in a joking <laughs> way. It just makes you want to do it more. So sorry, Kyle. <laughs> it's just the way it is. So, I've got another headline here from
3: Dang It Kyle. Steve thinks that April Fool's Day is a made up holiday created by the big fool industry to get people to buy April Fool's Day cards. <laughs> I like that one.
4: <laughs> this one's from Lee Corey Angel Steve relegated to answering Karen's prayers for sweet parking spots.
2: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs>
1: uh, she would stop praying for parking spots uh. <laughs> you know these are funnier with a group of people i'll have to admit yeah. you know when you are when you've got a group of people talking about these uh it's like a stand-up has to have an audience right so it's it right. kind of like that great
2: a lot of a lot of times you read headlines and and they're hilarious and they they always make me almost always make me think of another headline, you know, absolutely. Along the same thing. Well, this one that, that I, when I read the Corey's, I was laughing. I thought the angels that were assigned to count every hair on the head, it would, would have a really hard time in the eighties with hairspray. With big, <laughs> yeah. so that, that's a, I've never figured out a way to actually write it down. Make, make oh,
1: you need to make fun. that. Yeah. That's a good headline. You got to yeah, do that. Can, one. Keep
4: working on it. That'd be yeah. a good one. Well,
1: thanks. Yeah. My sister had the, uh, prototypical 80s hair so yeah that, that makes me laugh
2: mine too little jedi says steve says i can't remember my anniversary but i can tell you where i got each of my power tools
0: <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> that's that's this a good one, one came
1: from home depot this one came from lowe's yes. yep this one came from ace hardware <laughs> When did we get married yep. again, honey?
3: I don't remember. What was that? What date was that? I've got a headline here from Bee Beard. Steve feels extra special when placing bookmark in the book of Mark. <laughs> That's a good oh, one. Bit of a pun there.
4: Oh, goody one from Reckless for Life. Okay. She says, Steve tired of explaining to Gen Zers that he's not a boomer.
1: Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. A 20 year old assumes everybody my age is a boomer. And That's I'm like, true. no, I am not a boomer. My parents, however, are right. boomers. Yes. Yeah. So welcome to my life.
2: Mr. Sender, myself, writes, Steve's dog ate my funny. <laughs> at conservative prof headline, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that one. Uh, it's good, and it made me think of the dog eating my homework. So that was a gift that I posted. Uh, when right, I saw that,
2: and, and that that was that was how I was meant that you took it the right way. Yeah, Later, yeah. I was thinking, oh my goodness, I hope people are not thinking that I think conservative profs headlines are not funny. That's oh, oh no, I never come across that way.
1: Yeah. No, not at all, not at all. At all. Prof's got very thick skin. If you're going to teach twenty-year-olds, you got to have thick skin. Sure. And I also, I also teach adults in, in our grad <laughs> program, so I just I've learned really uh, a long time ago, you got to let things roll off you. Well, I've got some questions for Mister Sender that I have been compiling for a while. I I've always felt a connection to him. We have a we've had a really good rapport developed over the last several months. And uh, I think we enjoy each other's company and all that. So it's been a lot of fun getting to see him on a screen, which the rest of you can't, of course. But uh, that also has led me to save a lot of questions that I have. So I'm going to just ask questions that I have for Mr. Sender. So first of all, does it ever bother you that Kyle Mann calls you Mister Mrs. Ender? Does that ever bothered you?
2: <laughs> I, th- I think it's wonderful. I, I, I think it's hysterical that he does that. And I would like to keep it up as long as possible that he would not be correct- corrected. Because essentially everyone who knows is kind of la- not laughing at him, but laughing at the predicament, essentially, the situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so, so I think it's funny.
1: Okay, that's good. So just to dovetail off of that same conversation. When we celebrated your five million, does it bother you that Kyle Mann thought you were dead?
2: No, and i i i saw i saw that asked by by someone else, and it, it, that didn't bother me. And again, I thought it was funny. And I because he's he's essentially talking to you know hundreds of people on the forum who know that you know this exaggeration that I'm dead. I'm still alive. Uh, so so I think it's it's funny. I think it's hilarious.
1: It was very funny when he said that I laughed out loud. I'm in my office watching it. Right. just start. I just started laughing. Kyle, that was a great moment. So it just, it made me laugh. And then uh, there were some headlines or comments about that too. um, Later on. Right. There were,
2: there were some comments and, and I said, well, I, at work, I can only watch maybe 10 minutes at a time of the, of the podcast and then pause it and then come back to it. So I'm taking a little, and I hadn't gotten to the end yet where he said that. So I was letting people know I'll, I'll, I'll get back to your question as soon as I finish <laughs> listening to the to the podcast. It was hilarious though. I think it was wonderful
1: yeah, no, it was it was a great moment um and one I'll remember for a long time. Okay, so another question that I have for you: Have you concatenated anything today?
2: I suppose that I did it, i I use the the spreadsheets the Excel spreadsheets that I use were i I made up. You know, a year and a half ago, or almost two years ago, or whatever. So I just kind of popped things into already made. So essentially, I have, but I haven't had to create a sheet. essentially. So yes. Do
1: you want I have. to explain to our users what concatenate means in Excel? Not
2: really. I just had to <laughs> Google.
1: I, did, I just had to <laughs> Google the word. I had no idea what I mean.
2: <laughs> it's a it's a formula inside of an Excel, Excel spreadsheet. Yes. And, and yeah. I. I am not a computer guy. I'm not a spreadsheet guy. I've had to have people show me how those things work. There, there, there's, there's training. I mean, there's even YouTube training on, on how to do it. But I just don't like that stuff, but I have to do
1: it. I think that's why I feel connection to you a little bit, right? uh, Mr. Sunder, is I have not been in the corporate world for over 10 years. Um, But when I was in the corporate world, which I was for roughly 25 years, I was like an Excel guru. I was considered to be that back in the day, and I spent a lot of time on Excel and and things like that. But it's funny how you know I don't use it. I still use it, but not in the way that I used to. Right. So when we, I forgot there was a comment somewhere in a headline, and we and you brought up concatenate, and I just I was like the good old days. I like all these memories (laughs) came flooding back. So.
2: You you had you had made a headline that said, uh, I'm going to let the uh, flight attendants know that if I can fly the plane yes. using an Excel spreadsheet.
1: Yes, that's where so that I came just, from.
2: Yeah, so I just put in the, the, the term there for the spreadsheet, yes. and then it kind of escalated from there.
1: <laughs> anyway, so this is me being the accounting geek. Laughing at Excel. So hey everybody, that's just the way it is. So <laughs> Right.
3: This this is the part of, this Same. is the part of the podcast when Prof talks about what he does for a living when people can
1: take a a, a loo break or go and grab a cup of coffee or <laughs>
3: there you go.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> so the next five minutes is safe if you want to step away from your computers right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I've got two more questions for you, Mr. Sender. Why did you transition and you have transitioned from Archie Bunker to Uncle Rico? What was that about?
2: I I, re- I I know that I probably look more like Archie Bunker, uh, especially especially in the last. Uh, and that the reason I put the Archie Bunker on there is because I was not out physically working like I used to, so I wasn't burning as many. I was taking as many calories in, but not burning as many like yeah. calories as many. And and that's been since I moved from Washington a couple of years ago. So I've definitely added a lot of weight. So I'm trying to eat better and. So my rather than having the Archie Bunker in there, I I decided I'm gonna put in there what I want to strive for, which which would be Uncle Rico rather than Archie <laughs> okay, gotcha. Bunker. I hope that makes sense. To me, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. You know, yeah. I,
4: I was gonna tell everybody just how much you you resemble Uncle Rico, <laughs> that you could be twins. But he- <laughs> I you blew just that it, up, didn't I? It, You destroyed yep. my whole joke.
1: <laughs> there it goes.
2: I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I've got one more. What has always impressed me about you, uh, Mr. Sender, is how quickly you can respond to a forum, a headline post, or an article on the B in the comment sections with an appropriate meme. Um, and I'm not talking GIF. I'm talking meme. How do you do that, or do you not want to share your secrets?
2: No, I, I have uh, several. Well, let, I'll go back. So before he has
1: them in a spreadsheet.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I do have in a spreadsheet. Uh, I do have a lot of things. In, I do have a lot of things in spreadsheet. But uh, before memes were even memes, before before they were even popular, uh, I was making them for work, and and I was putting them on the time clock rather than a A dull, simple, you know, don't forget to time out or or so. Uh, I would use, for instance, remember uh, Cindy Brady, the little bitty Brady sister? Anyway, I would have her with her arms crossed and uh, it would say, uh, uh, I'm not a tattletale, but if you don't time out, (laughs) you're going to be hearing from the boss, essentially. Oh, that's great. And you're right. so, So I would post those, I would create them, post those things up. And then later... You know, memes became popular, and you know, which is probably 2010 or something like that, when they really started becoming popular. And and so I kept doing those for every place that I worked and putting up by the time clock or the other bulletin board, making memes, and I got really good at it. So I have folders uh, full of the memes that I've made and also that I find on the on the internet that that I think are appropriate that I could possibly use later. So I have tons of folders with memes already created. If I see something creative all the time, I cut it out and, and stick it, label it, and put it in the correct folder, But I've also gotten really good at finding something really quick uh, on the internet that's applicable to the conversation that, that we're having.
1: Well, I bow to your abilities to meme. <laughs> I, I bow to you. So oh. good job. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Mr. Sender Meme Lord. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Those are the questions I want to ask. Okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Good ones. Thank
1: you for playing along. Yeah,
2: You're welcome.
4: Okay. So now we are going to ask Mr. Sunder some questions that all the subscribers have been asking, um, things that everybody really wants to know. So I have one question, which is actually just kind of a mix of different questions I saw. It's a common theme. And I know a while back in the forum, you um, told the story behind the 38 in your name, right? Right. And I, I really like the story. So, for the people who did not see that, would you explain where the 38 comes from?
2: Sure. Well, the 38 is the is the the last part of the name of Mr. Sender 38. Essentially, uh, I was uh, teaching. I, I was one of the leaders in uh, the high school Iwana, and and essentially. We had a large Awana group, and several of the the small churches in the town that we lived in, and and several towns around, uh, their high schoolers who are in their local Awana would come to ours. It it was just so well run; had been for years. And uh, anyway, one of them, and this is in 1997, Mark, uh, young high schooler, uh, my oldest son's age, Mark, he came in and he he started talking about that for the past week he had seen this number 38. And, and he had seen it everywhere. He was reading things. And, and he, had, he had cut a lot of things out and brought them in. And the number 38 was, you know, all over. For a century, you know, it might be a, a microwave oven for $38, you know, that type thing. But there were, there were 38 in, in all of these uh, uh, ads and, and newspaper clippings and things that had happened. Uh, so all of us decided... And it was, for about a week, we all started noticing the number 38. It it was probably always there. It has been. It's just something that we were now noticing. Uh, So we all decided as a group, and there were 60 high schoolers, plus eight or nine of us as leaders, uh, we decided to uh, all incorporate 38 into our emails, uh, just just as a group. So as for the Mr. Sender part, uh, that was probably from about the same year, maybe 1996, that's from the movie Stupids. Part of the movie is they were trying to find out why this mail kept saying, kept saying, uh, return to sender. And they were trying to find out who this Mr. Sender was that was getting all of this mail essentially. So I had already had the Mr. Sender in the email. So I incorporated 38 and every one of us, my wife is on Facebook, with virtually all of those, uh, high school kids and they all have the same emails. They haven't changed them. Very good. Which is kind of cool.
1: That is cool. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. And this question comes from strike engineer. And the question is how involved is your wife in your bee habit? She's,
2: she's, she's really not. uh, I, I think that she's thankful as she doesn't have to hear all of the things that I say. I remember one of my, one of my first headlines was something that I said, to my wife when i when I walked in uh, from outside and and it was something to the effect that uh the, the the females in the neighborhood really seemed to be attracted to me and and uh, I said I'm just talking about mosquitoes honey just mosquitoes and anyway so i I wrote that down and, and uh anyway she just kind of chuckled and rolled her eyes and and uh now rather than her listen to that I can actually put some of these things uh, into writing and, and put them uh, in the forum essentially.
0: Well, and, and
2: we still laugh. We still laugh and joke uh, a lot constantly because uh, uh, we, it nothing's really changed in the last 42 years for us. It's the same sure. I- identical. So that's pretty cool. That's great. Shit.
1: That's great. Thank you.
2: But it's not something that she would want to do. I know there are people that have, uh, you know, uh, both the husband and wife uh, are, are, are together and do that. My she has no interest in that at all.
3: User Nicholas, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a husband and wife team, hey prof. Yes. Yeah. and yeah, they share one account, but yes. Yep.
1: Nick and Alyssa. Yep.
2: Yeah. And Slaying and Giants and, and his uh wife not not a rookie.
1: Not a rookie wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She not, joined not, not right around Right B-Live. before Be Live. Yeah, yeah, right before. Yep. Right. Because that when she when I first saw that not a rookie wife, I'm like somebody wouldn't just randomly choose that. Right. Right. I mean, so it was like, okay, there's something going on here. And then you get a kind of an announcement or introduction of, which is great. And she, I want to do, I would, should give a shout out to not a rookie wife because her Steve day headlines were all accounting jokes that I got that maybe not anybody else did. I love them. I love them. They were so good. So yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's a smart lady.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, thank you, not a rookie wife. Those were those were really good, and I I hope I communicated that in the forum itself. So those I, I I had a chuckle out of each one.
3: I have a question here from anything else, and I'm also looking at a question from nearing the goal, which is kind of similar. But anything else asks, what does this, what does the 37th Mister Sender think about your fame and fortune here? <laughs> I-
2: I hope that he's proud. I I hope that, uh, that we've gotten a little better over the years. So I I think he would be happy with it. I always strive to be better than I was, you know, a year ago, a month ago, a week ago. Uh, and, uh, I'm always learning and, uh, I'm always laughing and I, I think I'm a better person than I was a year ago. So I, I would consider over the years that those Mr. Sender one through 37, they would approve of my direction.
3: Well, the other question from nearing the goal, I'll just tag this on as well, just so they get a shout out. What happened to all
2: 37 other Mr. Senders? I think we've kind of covered that. that. They they grew up. (laughs) I would say they grew up.
4: Since we were talking about Uncle Rico earlier, a Dominators 5 wants to know, is Napoleon Dynamite your favorite movie? Yes. And if so, is Uncle Rico your favorite character? And if so what's your favorite uncle rico quote i have three questions (laughs) oh and and one more um anything else added to this one she wants to know how far can you throw a football
3: that's anything else who asks that yes anything else
4: yeah
2: so it 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 definitely is one of my favorite movies there's a lot of movies i don't watch and and it's been an ongoing kind of joke uh, in my immediate family that uh, I usually last about fifteen or twenty minutes into a movie before I'm done with it. <laughs> you know, they, i I really, yeah, and so sitting in front of a television, uh, watching a movie or a TV show is really not my thing. I've just I've never been a a TV viewer. i I took my sons to Napoleon Dynamite after reading, and this is in two thousand and four when it came out, after reading the reviews and seeing some of the commercials for it, the advertisements for it. I took three of my sons the night it came out and it was, it was clean. It's hilarious. And and to me, it's the way that a movie should be because it was also kind and caring. And it was just the perfect movie. And I know that it's stupid. I know that, (laughs) (laughs) but it, but you know what? My, my sons were all teenagers when we went and they thoroughly enjoyed it. And gosh, and uh, and we quote, Yeah, exactly. And we, we we probably still quote the movie every now and then, and I know as a conservative prof, you you said that you and your sons also quoted the movie. Yep, absolutely. So, and it's it's definitely a boy thing, I think.
1: It's a boy thing. My wife does not get that movie at all. Right, same. She thinks we're all dumb when we do that. <laughs> same, and that's okay. Um, we let you know, so my my sons and I we will quote that movie all the time, and it's one of those. I guess, male bonding things, you know, I think, um, guys tend to do that more. My sons will quote from the office. They'll quote from dumb and dumber. And, and so, um, that's, it's just something that we all do when we're hanging around each other and I'm just thankful they want to be around their old man because they're both on their own. Right. And they don't have to, but they like to. So that's really good. But we talked about the sweetness of the movie. I, I'm an 80s nerd, 80s guy, so I'm a sucker for good 80s songs when they're put in the right context in the movie. And so that last scene on Napoleon Dynamite where they're playing tetherball and they're playing yeah. the song The Promise, yep. I, just, I just love that scene. It's it's just, it's just so simple and it's a sweet moment. And yes, it's a dumb, silly movie, but it has those moments that just kind of capture you and they make you remember them, right? Yep, and the exactly. lines that you remember from that movie. So yeah, it's it's one of those. I need to go watch it again now. We've been talking about this. Yeah, so I was thinking, thinking the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I, my favorite movies are kind of along those same lines, uh, where they're funny and, and kind of stupid or whatever, but they're movies that would essentially would build a person up rather than tear someone down. That's that's really what I look for in a movie.
1: Absolutely. I have a question for you. This is also from anything else. Just that's the one I had parked on. So uh, anything else asks you, who beat you in the fifth grade spelling bee? And does that person still keep you up at night?
2: So I won second place in the fifth grade spelling bee. Mm. That's on my bio. And mm. uh, I I I was uh, beaten by a girl, and I think her name was Marcia 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 like that. <laughs> Marcia Marcia Marcia. <laughs> but uh i't I don't really think that we were very competitive it didn't and she asked if I was able to sleep at night thinking about it but, <laughs> but uh it's it's I've never been really that competitive a guy, so it didn't bother me at all.:
3: I've got a question here from Nicholas talked about them earlier, so I'm not sure if it's the husband or wife asking this, but uh, the question is favorite headline pitch of your own that didn't get enough love
2: I've got a couple of them uh. One of them, uh, Kirkle liked it and and commented on it. AOC is saddened that she continually reincarnates as AOC.
0: <laughs> 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 Kirkle said,
2: "Your headline makes my head spin, or something to that effect." <laughs> he said so, I I thought it would do better than it did. It you know it's one of those things. If it's a hit and miss, I it doesn't bother me. Some sometimes I'm kind of. Sometimes I find it strange as some of my headlines do as well as they are, because I don't think they're the the best. And then uh, it really doesn't bother me if they don't. Uh,
4: And and well, with that one, just think about it, okay? Every single time you get reincarnated, you realize, oh, I'm AOC again.
2: Exactly. How depressing. (laughs) Am I still dumb? Oh, I'm still dumb. Ah! (laughs) So... This is a headline, again, when I first started here, that I, I actually came in and said to my wife, and uh, I got the I roll. But uh, local wife says the collective noun for neighborhood children is not a migraine. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was funny. I, I thought it would do well. Uh, oh, this is the one that, this. I'm sorry, this is the one that uh, uh, Kurgle said made her head spin, and, and it, it did mine too. This will be the last one, I think. Um uh, Rachel Levine will pretend to be a man who pretends to be a woman in the upcoming remake of Miss Doubtfire. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that one's hard to keep track of.
2: <laughs> it is hard to keep track of. So so I had I had eight people like that and I I thought it would do Although no. well. but it's fine it doesn't it, it doesn't bother me at all so You know
1: what was funny when you you mentioned the eight likes So as people were going through and liking my old headlines um, yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm seeing old headlines that have 10 likes, 11 likes, and that's almost unheard of with the new web design. Right. You know, if you got 10 likes now, boy, it must not have been good. I mean, people just pity likes, I guess, you know, because (laughs) it seems like you could get 30 (laughs) to 40 without too much trouble, which is fine, which is great. But. Right. I think, you know, we talk about sometimes you don't know why a certain headline does as well. I'm a strong believer in the time of day you pitch the headline matters. Mm -hmm. Generally, um, not all the time, but generally my last pitch of the day will be my best one. It wasn't necessarily the funniest one. It's just the one that people are done with work. They're checking in on it and they see that one. That's my last one. And they, Click on it, and it does the best. I think it's a timing issue to some degree.
2: And and I I agree with you. Normally, the reason I don't pitch mine uh, in the late afternoon or evening uh, is because I'm spending time with my wife. So I I try to get them in. I might I might do one when I come home after work, or or uh, before dinner, whatever it is, and there won't be any more. So normally it's between the hours of. Uh, Six and three, usually four or something, and then I'm done. And I, I know if I posted some later that I would get more likes on it. It's just sure. the way that it is, but, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell my wife, you know, when we're, <laughs> and I, we really don't watch television. We just sit on the sofa and, and she, she has her phone or a tablet or whatever, and, you know, just kind of messing around on my laptop or whatever. And we're talking. Sure. And every now and then looking at, uh, looking at the computer or the laptop or the tablet, and, uh, and we just start talking again. So we spend that's a lot great. of time talking. We really don't watch in television. I television. Uh, the television's been on once this year for uh, the Super Bowl, and uh, that's the only time it's been turned on. So oh, wow. We just don't really watch it much. That may
3: be the secret to a happy marriage.
2: I think so. One of the comments that I made, my wife and I, when we go out to eat, we throw the phones in the glove box. Yeah, and, I remember you saying that. Said, yeah, and that was – I've been to – restaurants with her before and i'll see couples eating mm-hmm. and looking at their phones both yeah. of them and i'm like that's sad that's yeah. to me that's really yeah no way to have a relationship
1: so is it safe to say that you have not yet watched season three of the mandalorian
2: i have not, okay. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll come up and it usually <laughs> usually i will I'll, I'll watch one episode and then the following night do another one i I, I've never been a binge watcher of anything. Usually 20 minutes sitting on the sofa is the max I can watch something. It, it will take me an entire week to watch a movie.
1: So I have a question for you, Mr. Sender, uh, from Little Jedi. Which of the many avatars you've worn is your favorite and why?
2: Probably uh, the current one, the the Uncle Rico that I have. I, I wish there was more room because I would love to have the football in with the with the photo. Mm. But uh, I, I think the only thing I could do would be Photoshop one somewhere in. But uh, I really I really enjoyed the Uncle Rico avatar that I'm using now.
3: So I've got a question here from Stanky Stankiewicz. And i uh, be interested to get your thoughts on this, Mr. Sender. Is there a source of inspiration for headlines you turn to when you're short on ideas?
2: So what I try to do is every day to have a, a headline on... I try to do one on the on the Bible. Uh, I'll try to do uh, one essentially that's uh, family related, you know, whether it's local wife or my sons or nieces or whatever, and uh, I'd have one on on the current events that are that are going on, and, and then just a random. I, I really try to do that because I don't want to just be on one theme for headline all of the time. Uh, and if, do I have any inspiration for them? I I, I have several pages of, uh, potential headlines that I have written up, you know, over time. And, uh, if I'm, if I'm running out, it's, it's at the end of the day, uh, I've only submitted three headlines and I have something I can go in there and put something together with just in a couple of minutes, because they're pretty much already written anyway. And that's, I do that a couple of times a week.
1: I think that's part of that process where you see other people. Uh, pitching theirs, and that's kind of the, what I call the virtual writer's room, and it triggers something that you think, okay, I'm going to use some, uh, something along those lines. Right. Uh, I think that's pretty common for a lot of us. Or a news item that came out, and you can kind of take that item and use it uh, to create a pitch.
2: Yeah, I've came up I've came up with a, a few headlines before I go to bed, and, and let's take uh, uh, the balloons, you know, last month. That, and... Uh, <laughs> in the morning, all I saw were balloons, balloons, Chinese balloons. And uh, I just decided not to not to uh, go that route. And, but I came up with one out of the blue that I just could not part with. And that was uh, NASA sends Tom Brady up to deflate the Chinese balloon. To me, that was absolutely hilarious. and, And I had to go with it. And it's not something I normally would do. I don't I don't want to go on the same topics that every every headline essentially is was about the weather was about the balloon that day, but I decided to go ahead and do it.
1: No, I remember though your Tom Brady deflating the balloon headline. Um, I'm pretty sure that got read on the podcast, and they laughed pretty good at that one. So I I think I remember that. I think I remember that. Good. Well, Kirkle, we understand you have to leave us. Uh, It's been really
3: great to have you on, Uh,
4: Mr. Sender. It was really cool to be able to meet you and. Same here. Yeah. yeah. And now I know what most of the people do not know. I know what you actually look like. That's right.
2: (laughs) That's right. Like Brad Pitt, right? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah. It's always always so cool to meet everybody. It is.
2: It was wonderful to meet you and uh, to meet all three of you, but you're leaving. So I've had a blast doing this and uh, I hope we get to do it again.
1: This content. So I watched the podcast that came out today on March 31st, and uh, um, a lot of us in the forum know that um, on Wednesday, we all know that on Wednesdays is when they record the podcast. And so thankfully we know that because that does give us some ammunition. If the guys at the at the B ever just randomly did the podcast without knowing us knowing when they're going to do it, that'd be really hard on us. But we were able to take that information and uh, I forget which user, I forget who had the idea, but it was a great idea that we would all um, basically use our avatars, a picture of Kyle, and that we would then change our usernames to something along the lines of Kyle. So I chose Kyle Servative Man, who's the one that I chose, <laughs> and there were all variations of of Kyle and Man, um, and that was a lot of fun. And so for those of us who made the the top two pages that they read on the podcast. I think we had everybody had changed their their avatars. And so it was really fun watching Kyle and the, everybody on the podcast today read those. And somebody said, they must be honoring you, Kyle. And nobody ever figured out that that was our April Fool's prank. And I, I just thought that was kind of funny, actually. So um, we do honor you, Kyle. We, we do love you and appreciate you. There is no question about that. We were just trying to do an April Fool's prank, which nobody picked (laughs) up on because it's not April Fool's Day. We get that. But that was the only way to do it uh, with the podcast coming out on a Friday and April Fool's being on a Saturday. That was about the best we could do. But shout out to everybody on the forum who changed their avatars, changed their usernames. That was a lot of fun. And it was fun to see Kyle kind of baffled about it (laughs) and trying to figure it out as he was in, in real time. Um, and I, I enjoyed that a lot. So maybe by now he's figured out that was our April Fool's prank. I don't know, but hopefully he did.
3: I've been thinking about this because obviously the uh, it, it was a, unfortunately a, a bit of a darker podcast with the, with the terrible shooting that happened. So yes, I, I imagine that dampened mood slightly. And I know Adam was getting quite riled up and rightly so about everything that's been going on.
1: Adam had some really good comments. He he had some great commentary about the whole situation. I, he was spot on with a, a lot of what he said. And uh, if you have not, for anybody listening to this podcast, if you've not listened to that or seen that, you definitely yeah. need to go do that. But uh, that being said, Prof,
3: during the subscriber headline segment, uh, I, I watched that on video, and uh, Adam was looking particularly grumpy. I thought throughout that <laughs> throughout that segment, he was there with his arms folded and. A scowl on his face. Yes, he was (laughs) very set. I'm not going to laugh. He was doing the Cindy
1: Brady pose. That's right. right?
3: I I was wondering, and I'm not sure how the community would feel about this, but I think we should try uh, for those of us that may get into the top two pages next week. I'm wondering whether we should try and prank Adam. I think that'd be very worthy. Yes, because I mean, there's a few there's a few things here, and we'll we'll. We'll we'll throw it out there after after this podcast lands, and we'll see what people think. But uh, although this podcast yeah, it may not land in time, actually, if they're recording it next Wednesday, we'll see. But uh, we'll we'll put it on the forum, and we'll see what people think. Because also Adam did mention that because they talked about getting him a login for the forum, and he said, "Oh, I already have one." I think they said to him, "You should really log in," and he said, "Yeah, I've only done that once."
2: I heard that too.
1: Once I caught that. That he did it once. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, come on, you know. I think we could we could do something for next Wednesday's podcast where we reference Adam and locking in once or something like that. That's I think that's a very possibility. I think we need to prank
3: him about if if everyone can
1: change their usernames to something
3: about I don't know, Adam should log into the forum or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be pretty good. And also, I'd like to uh, – I'm not too, too sure who this new guy is. It's Jordan, I think, is his name. Yeah, Jordan was his first – It was that Jordan? He's appeared in the last two or three episodes in the subscriber portion. He's yes. um he's one of the writers, yes. I think, in the B, isn't he?
1: A uh, video editor is
3: also part okay. of what he does. Because I, I have to say, he's he's butchered my <laughs> some of my headlines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he butchered one that anything yes, else had yes. written uh, for me yep. today. And he was kind of stumbling through it. Poor guy. He And even Kyle said, oh, lucky you got the longest one, you know, so. yeah. But that's, you know, that's,
3: that's forgivable. But um, I think Mr. Mister Jens is sitting there with his arms folded and a scowl on his face. I think uh, we need to, we need to prank him.
1: I agree. Totally agree. Uh, we'll get that going. Let's see how that, that, that works.
4: Stop. Oh, and cross the people bridge. Must answer nigh these questions five. And into the golden bathtub he dives.
1: Well, it is that time of the podcast to ask the famous five questions. And again, if you're not sure why we only ask five (laughs) questions, we do not have the budget for 10. That's the only reason. Uh, Someday, maybe we'll be able to afford 10 questions. Uh, But for now, we're stuck on five questions. So with that, I will let Tiege ask the first question. Yes. So, Mr. Sender. When did you
3: receive the Babylon Bee into your heart?
2: Well, technically it was February of 2019. And uh however all I did was go in and read articles every now and then when the when I was emailed that they, they were available. And it wasn't until May of last year, so 10 months ago, uh, that I uh I essentially be- became a paid member and uh Started going in and, and reading the headlines that were submitted and writing the headlines. Mm-hmm. Probably two or three weeks before that, I was going in and writing comments on on the actual uh, article that was published. And and I'm thinking that's this is fun. So let's let's uh let's let's be the premium subscriber and see what goes on in there and uh, thoroughly enjoy it.
3: Mm. I had to laugh when we interviewed Little Jedi. We asked him the same question. I think he said uh, that the very first time he logged into the forum, he said, this is lame.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And when you talked, um, Mr. Sender, about um, joining in February of 19, um, you're one of the few people that I can find uh, that has joined in February of 19. I did. I was February 5th. Okay. And you are February uh, 21st. Right. Wow. And so that was when they first came out that you could, subs- that you could become a member. Right. And so I did it right away. And obviously you obviously did not long after I did. So. Right. Okay. So I've got a question for you. And uh, what's the favorite headline that you have submitted?
2: Favorite headline. I, I was on uh vacation last September with my sons. So my, my wife couldn't go. She, she went maybe a month later, to Montana, essentially. Uh, so my middle son and, and I uh, drove out to Billings, Montana. And uh, I was there with my three sons and uh, my youngest son's wife and uh, stayed for a week. And, and I got to sit in the back of the car by myself while they did all the driving, which is really unusual uh, because normally on our vacations, I'm the one who does the right driving. But uh, we were driving up to the mountains, and and I was reading the news, and uh, during the during the time, uh, there was a uh, an article about uh, rainbow fentanyl that was that was coming through. It was rainbow colored, and uh, the the thought that popped into my mind was, was California essentially, and I I so I wrote this stuff down. Uh, on a notepad that Governor Newsom calls a state of emergency uh, because red dye number four is in is in the fentanyl. So in fentanyl. <laughs> right in the in the fentanyl. So uh, it didn't get published. It it did get featured, but I I oh, think good. it was just one of those that spur of the moment that that I found. I was in the back seat laughing about it.
0: And, yeah. yeah. And,
2: and I I put it in, and by the afternoon it had been featured. Uh, Wow. SDL sent that out. So I'd done it in the morning and afternoon it was featured. So, and I I was in the backseat jumping up and down as much as I could in the (laughs) (laughs) backseat. So that, that, that one, that one is one of my, my favorites that I've written.
1: I love those inspirations where you, you remember clearly the life event or something that you observed that created that headline. Right and i can think of several you know that moment that inspiration that hit and i wrote it and it and it made it right it was featured and or published And um that's a, such a good feeling for uh, for those of us that have had that happen it's exactly. such a good feeling
2: exactly
3: yeah and i think we should also do an honorable mention to your most recent published headline you you've had two published in total i think haven't you yes and the <laughs> the last the one you had published uh, around about uh, 3 or 4 weeks ago which was so funny. Archaeologists uncover mixtape Jacob made for Rachel.
2: Right. With with that one, I had I had I told you I have a lot of memes and photos that I, I store, and I had found a, a cassette tape that was stuck in mud, essentially dried mud, and and I saved it, and and I have quite a few things like that, and I periodically go through those to see if it, if I jog any headline. And and uh as I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's that's something that Adam would have gave Eve or and I started coming up with different things and, and I and I'm like, oh, that's that is something that uh, that is something that Jacob would have would have gave Rachel. Yeah. And and it, so that's what I posted.
3: It's it's definitely in the voice of the bee, it's a very good headline.
2: Yeah, Thank exactly. You. Thank you.
3: Exactly. What fast food menu item is the result of the fall?
2: The result of the fall? Ball. It'd have to be from Taco Time, Taco Bell. I'm sorry, Taco Bell.
1: I Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Okay, I was gonna say Taco Time is not a chain that I'm aware of. I was gonna ask you if that was a Washington. They, maybe they uh, said those in Washington,
2: chain. but it was Taco Taco Bell is what I was.
1: Taco Bell. About. Okay. Okay. Because I don't so just Taco Bell in general, not a specific an, item, but just, just Taco Bell existing is Taco annoying. Bell
2: existing. Yep.
1: Okay. Got it. <laughs>
2: that's, that's for me. <laughs> I'm sure that most people would disagree with that, but that's
1: I no, I, I don't think so, I, honestly really,
2: really?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's if you want cheap food, right, right. you kind of you kind of get what you pay for, right? That's like, it, right. it exists for that reason. I will tell you that, as somebody who's around twenty somethings, um I think it's pretty popular with that age yeah. group. but I have dietary restrictions, but even if I didn't, it would still kill me. It would, right. my my system would not handle it very well, right. Agreed. <laughs> okay. I've got the next question. What is your favorite denomination and why is it Baptist?
2: <laughs> I can't say that one is my favorite. They're all a little bit different. Baptist is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I've, I've probably been to uh, five churches, whether it's Pentecostal, Baptist, non-denomination, uh, Lutheran, and uh uh, uh, Presbyterian. I was uh, in a Presbyterian church for 20 years, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed each of the churches uh, that I I went to. Uh, I do uh, I do prefer the church, the church, the current non-denominational churches that I'm going to, because you are allowed to raise your hands when the when the Holy Spirit <laughs> when the Holy Spirit uh, calls you.
1: I do enjoy the trope that we've been using a lot in the headline forum that a Baptist cannot raise their hand. So right. I teach at a Baptist school and I've used that trope um, in a few headline pitches. Um, basically, students will not raise their hand in my classrooms because even if they know the right answer, because they're Baptist, you know. So, right. So I've, I've enjoyed that just as a general joke. But obviously, it's not necessarily the truth, but it's adjacent to the truth, which is close enough and make it funny. So, right. yeah.
2: Yeah, I've written the headline that uh, the the Baptists had to call their Pentecostal neighbors over to change a light bulb because they couldn't.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh,
2: So uh, I I really don't have a favorite. However, I do believe that uh, the Baptist church, uh, they probably uh, preach and teach uh, the things the way that I see it. That's 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 what I think anyway. Sure. But they all contain different. They all have different things. The, the Presbyterian is more focused on hymns worship, and, and there's a lot of meat, spiritual meat in hymns. Uh, so they all have their pluses and their minuses.
3: You're talking about meat, and the Baptists, of course, have their casseroles or what
1: is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right, the potlucks. The potlucks. I've been to a lot of potlucks. potlucks.
1: Pot looks full of casseroles. Yes, that's right. Oh, yes, that is correct. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's funny. Fantastic. Okay, well, Mr. Sender, the final of the five questions here. If the FBI raided your house, how many MyPillows would they find?
2: Two. Uh, my wife and I both have one. By about five years, five or six years, we've been using MyPillows. That was back when Bed Bath & Beyond sold them. Uh, so we got them there and, and really enjoyed it. It works well.
3: Speaking of my pillow, I saw a Mike Lindell headline had dropped on the B today. Mike Lindell draws sword, cuts off ear of officer yes. attempting to arrest Trump.
2: Yeah, that was that, great. That, that, I really that was,
1: liked
2: that. Yeah, that was a great headline. I really enjoyed that one.
1: I was trying to come up with themes like that a while ago when this was supposed to have happened last week. And I was like, I should have thought of that one, right? It was like, the bee is so good at coming up with headlines that you're like, I should have thought of that because I was in the neighborhood, but not exactly that one. That was funnier than anything that I had done. So that was really good. That was very good. So I've really enjoyed this time uh, together with all of us, uh, Mr. Sender, with Kurgle, uh with Utej. We've had a great conversation, a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. And it's always great for me to be able to meet some of the folks on the, on the forum, we get to see them and get to know them a little bit better. Agreed. And hopefully everybody listening to this, uh, will get to know, uh, Mr. Sender a little bit better too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really good fun and I enjoy it
3: as well. It's really nice to put a face to a name and especially for those that weren't able to, to make like ourselves that weren't able to make be live. Hopefully if they're going to do it again next year, we can, uh, who knows, maybe we'll get to meet each other in, in real life. But uh, yeah it's been really nice to to meet with you Mr Sender and really enjoyed your hearing uh, hearing your story and getting to know you a bit more and um I think it just it's nice when you when when you're reading the headlines you can visualize the person behind them and um that's really what we're keen to do with with this podcast it's about shining a light back into the Headline Forum community and uh and just getting to know each other a lot more so
2: Agreed, and uh, I can't thank you both enough, and Kergel, uh, not only for taking the time out today to do this, but for the, all the podcasts that you've you've done. It it, uh, it takes a lot of time, organization, and uh, you guys are both outstanding at what you do, and, and so is Kergel. thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with her earlier. So again, I thank you.
3: Well, I can't say we're professionals, but uh, we're getting there, aren't we, <laughs> Prof? <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're we're getting better as amateurs let's put it that way yeah absolutely
3: <laughs> i do want to give a shout out to the people behind the scenes that help us they know, they know who they are we've had some great help and support from the community as well we've had some really funny introductory songs we've had some great audio clips from people uh, so and of course all the editing that goes on and everything So what started out as me trying to do everything all by myself has really expanded to quite a few people getting involved and and helping. And uh, Prof and I really do appreciate that as well. And of course, we appreciate all of the wonderful subscribers who work so hard every day to give their best headline and interact and make the forum what it is. So thank you and uh, thank you for listening to another episode of We The People. And uh, we'll try and do another episode probably in the next couple of weeks hey prof for sure and uh, I've I've got quite a, a busy end of April coming up um, so we'll try and get one out before then uh, and um, until then mr. sender we wish you all the very best and um, looking forward to your next published headline
2: well thank you very much and pleasure meeting you talk meeting with you talking with you and this has been wonderful so I, uh, I I I look forward uh, every day to your headlines and, uh... Forum is a wonderful place
4: to be. The screen's frozen. He's
3: frozen, hasn't he? Uh,
4: yeah. You know, uh, of all, all the times that I've been on the podcast with you, I've noticed a pattern. Do you know who always has the problem? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's not say anything. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks lost and confused
4: yeah
3: oh we've lost him again oh no
4: steve makes podcasts take twice as long due to his technical difficulties